0: You're listening to Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumair and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. Hello, I'm John Paulette.
1: I'm Mary Jo Tumair.
0: And Mary, I'm at the end. I, you can say the end of what? The end of the rope, the end of the road, the end of the line. When I have to watch the president of the United States advise people to inject Lysol and cleaning fluid into their bodies, and I watch medical professionals sit there, maybe wincing, but sit there and let him do it. I mean, I don't know. I have no words. How much farther can we go?
1: You know, did you watch that live last night? I did. It was so funny. I was in the kitchen listening and unloading the dishwasher, whatever, cooking dinner, and I stopped in my tracks. I could not believe, even from Trump, that I'd heard him say that. It's so irresponsible. I thought to myself, what toddler are we dealing with here that he could just say that and then try to implicate? these other professionals and you know so many times over the last three plus years we've talked about people who he's humiliated and destroyed and when Deborah Burks was sitting there trying to give a reasonable answer to that I thought this is this is so sad she's a very well respected doctor she spent her entire career in you know, fighting infectious diseases. And that's what she's, you know, what she's come to. It was, well, I was sad. I thought,
0: yeah, I'm sad too. And I, I mean, I get what you're saying and I've heard from everybody. This woman has had a tremendous long career. She's highly respected. I can tell you for me, I don't respect her. I don't respect. not now. Uh, I do not respect that she was willing to sit there. And maybe this is asking too much, but what I would have liked to have seen and heard is her to stand up and say, Mr. President, that is wrong. You do not inject Lysol. You don't put UV lights inside of people and then wrap up her papers and walk out of there and be Uh, done, be done.
1: I agree. And, you know, even in my pathetic little career that I had, I had done that sometimes, just like put my papers together and say, wow, I thought the purpose of leadership was to do what was good and right. And that's clearly not what's happening here. And the fact that she couldn't even do that, like leave the room, you if know, she didn't say anything.
0: No, it was no.
1: really sad. And then when he went after Phil Rucker, yeah. one of the most respected reporters in Washington and these People, these reporters have the thickest skins of any humans on the planet. I, this is just ridiculous. This is very, very sad.
0: Well, well, it was terrible because the exact things he said, and I, I rewatched this to make certain I have it right. He said, I'm the president and you're a faker. Now, I mean, first, how uncivil, how impolite is that in the rest of the world? You'd almost expect Philip Rucker to take a punch at the guy. But I mean, I know, I know that's not going to happen. But here's what I'd like to see. I would like to see the Washington press, the people who are in that room, get together and show some solidarity. I don't know how you're going to do it. Here's one suggestion. When the president refuses to ask a question, answer a question from Phil Rucker, everybody else, by agreement, Ask the same question. No matter who he calls on, I know he'll finally find that woman who stands in the back of the room who always gives him so- from, Yeah, Is from that from? Mm-hmm. yeah, gives him softballs. Mm-hmm. But if he calls on Shannon, if he calls on John, if he calls on any of them, just tell him, Mr. President, we're going to keep asking this question until you answer it. I would predict that he'd get frustrated and simply walk off the stage and he'd go away. But somebody's got to take the air out of that room.
1: Exactly. I mean, and hold him to account. Because he comes back 16 hours later and says, I was just joking. I did that so that, you know, I'd see how the press would react. That's more irresponsible than thinking it was a good plan. I mean, you, he can be excused for thinking a good plan because he's dumb. But if he's so um, so venal is to say, I'm going to put this out there and just see what the press does in the meantime, risking that some people are going to try that. I, I thought that was horrible. And um, the press secretary, who the other day I called um the other one who never showed right. up. Yeah. This one is Mcnanny, McAnany, how do you say? Her yeah. name I don't I'm not um, sure. She came out in the meantime. Said, oh, you took his what he said on a context, so she's trying yeah. to defend him. That was stunning. And then he comes back, undercuts her, and says, "Oh no, I meant to say it, but I was saying it
0: kind of as a joke." Yeah, yeah, uh, incredible. And I, you know, for this White House. Those phrases that you took it out of context, these are their favorite fallbacks, and they mean nothing. You know, this is what was happening with Dr. Redfield. First, Trump said directly, no question, he was misquoted. That's what he said. And then Dr. Redfield says, no, nope, that's what I said. I was not misquoted. And Trump, of course, does his little dash. He said, well, it was the headline. That's what I was talking about. No, you didn't talk about that you said he was misquoted then we fell into oh it was out of context you know my gosh almost every liar I've ever known at some point when they're caught says well you didn't really understand the context of of that oh for god's sake give me a break
1: yeah but you know yesterday I mean there's so many lows that have been stooped to but yesterday I felt like we'd gone you know over the line in, in a way, because it was so dangerous what he had done. And it's not you or me that's going to do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, already all the memes are going around today. It's like capsules of Clorox, you know, stuff like that. But um, there are people and there are desperate people And we know from our own personal experience, friends and family, how desperate people feel and they're so scared. And for him to get up there and just um, he's just riffing, you know, Mm -hmm. what if you just like inject yourself with some Lysol, not even thinking about. And this leads me to this other thing. I've been thinking about it. And I did read um, an editorial. I think it was in the Post today of honor the country is desperately looking for that moment like clinton's moment after the oklahoma bombing george bush after nine eleven, obama after sandy hook the president to be empathetic to cry a little bit and say i understand you know we're all one people and we're hurting and we're scared no instead he goes off with that stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, and it's just it was more insulting Um, than if he just never said anything out at all.
0: Absolutely. And it's those kind of things like Lysol, but it is also how every question leads to how he is being congratulated. You know, we hear certain tropes over and over again. We'll hear it tonight. I just talked to a lot of world leaders today. He's always doing that. And you know what they said? They all said, Mr. Trump, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing the best job. Tell us how you're doing this great job. And I talk to the governors and they say I'm doing a good job. The percentage of time, if some linguist ran this through a computer and broke out the words that have to do with him looking for affirmation, it would be astounding. It's the overwhelmingly greatest amount. And I don't, I may disclose a little bit uh, on this. I am feeling sick right now uh, over the last two days because of my age, uh, you know, any other time I might think it's a cold and not worry, uh, worry about it. But I thought, no, prudent thing to do. I called my doctor, it was a good thing to do. They moved me into talking to the infectious disease group. Everything's okay, I'm not looking for that. But here's where I came up against reality. My doctor this morning told me, your symptoms are pretty mild, John, and you ha- you don't know you've su- uh, specifically been in contact with anybody with COVID. Based on that, we don't have enough tests. Now, this is a major, major university hospital in Chicago. We don't have enough tests. We have to allocate them. So, we're going to screen you out on that and not do a test. And I understand it. It made total sense uh, to me, and certainly it ought to go. Ghost- to those who who most need it. But as I face that personally, when I hear him tonight say, "We we test more than any country in the world, that I think I will share with many people across the United States, how can you say that? Mm. How can you say that? Because it is not true.
1: Right. And why do you stand up there and lie when we're living a different reality? You right. think, I mean, like many, many liars, he thinks we're stupid. Yeah. And then it's just, it's finally maybe hitting even some people. I saw one of the polls today that only 22% of Republicans believe him when oh, he yeah. talks about COVID. They probably still well, like 90% support him, which is a whole other issue. But yeah. isn't that so sad? Because he gets up there supposedly to give us a briefing every day, and no one believes anything he said.
0: And no one believes. And, and the point and the reason I, I kind of wondered in my mind whether I even want to mention my own experience in this, but I'll tell you why I did. Because I think this is the reality that's going on all across the country. I'm not alone here. And people can listen to what he says, but they know their doctor said no we don't have enough tests we can't can't do that that for you and i think that's an awful reality that his lies have come up against
1: i wonder too john it's an interesting point and then we're just about done but yeah. he doesn't watch local news but many people do so if mm-hmm. you're watching local news you know that the hospitals don't have equipment that there aren't tests so your your local experience is different than what he's saying so you could say well that's new york but here where i live he's not delivering
0: right i think you're exactly right and i think we're hearing two things i think we're hearing our local news there and we're hearing our family news Mm -hmm. and we know which family members are are going on and he can say what he wants i believe what i hear within the family And with that, I have to go and save my voice a little bit, and we'll talk again probably on Monday. All
1: right. Talk to you then.
0: Bye.